Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti. I'm so excited for this guest today for so many different reasons. First off, he's probably been the person I've known the longest of everyone on this podcast. We met in high school, so we go way back. This is Darren Miller. He is an ultra endurance athlete. He has successfully completed the Ocean 7, which consists of seven insanely long distance swims all over the world. The distances of the seven swims average about 20 miles per swim. And I just know it took me over an hour to swim one mile the other day, so that's insanity. He is also an endurance runner, having completed God knows how many marathons and ultra marathons. It's well over 20, we know that. Darren has used his experiences to become a sought after motivational speaker as well. His ultimate takeaway is to instruct his audience how to forge mental tenacity to know that anything is within our reach. What's up, Darren? What's going on, man? How are you? I am so good. I love it. I love it. Good thing we got like matching shirts on today. We're good. I got, I got, the, Pits- I got the Pittsburgh skyline, bro. So we're good. Oh, that's nice. He's ca- he's he's coming out of California. Greatest city in the world, baby. <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA, city of champions. For those of you just listening, he just busted out the terrible towel, which is <laughs> – the Pittsburgh Steelers calling card. That is amazing. I should have had one. I blew it. Oh, I got I got I got Pittsburgh stuff everywhere here. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we gotta we gotta represent twenty three thousand miles from home. It's all good. I love that. I love that. So let's get right into it. Let's hear about we know a little bit about the swimming and the craziness you've done. What was your background? Have you always been into swimming and running or how did this all Yeah, happen? yeah. No, I grew I grew up uh I mean again in western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, born and raised. Uh 36 years. I, um, I swam my whole life growing up, pool swimmer, you know, 50 freestyle, 100 butterfly, never much into any kind of endurance. Uh, I, you know, I was like one of those kids, I like hated the, hated the long distance events, you know what I mean? So it's kind of funny. It's, it's very humorous how that all comes full circle, right? So I went to college, Penn State, uh, swam there for like two years. Uh, unfortunately, coming off like a back surgery, so I got a little banged up. Uh, left college, and at that point, I actually ballooned up to about 265 pounds. Damn. Got really into like heavy weightlifting, which is a total random thing to go from to be a swimmer, pool swimmer, than like gaining all this weight and being like a strongman competition guy. Um, but I loved it, you know. It just, but that, but that's like who I was, man. I was all very extreme with things that I went after, and I learned that later that I look back and I'm like, huh. But um, I love that kind of stuff. I was in the gym all the time. I mean, total gym rat. I mean, again, dude, it was, it was, that was the way of life. You know, I, I joke being 265 pounds, you got a little extra skin hanging off, but you know, it's all good, man. That, that's my quarantine body right here, you know? So, <laughs> but, um, but to me, you know, after, after I left college, I was kind of at this point, right? And, 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 and a lot of what I talk about, right, is that everybody goes through this darkness, right, in their life. Everybody is challenged. We're all challenged in different ways. And 
you know, my challenge is no different than your challenge, no different than anybody's challenge, right? It's just, they're different parallels, right? So I graduated college and just kind of in that funky place, man. I lost uh, some real close friends of me, drugs and violence. I had a, a family member and I had a childhood uh, disease. She passed away. It was very sad. So I, I learned, you know, when I was like 21 that I, I lost three people that were close to me uh, in, in, a, in a several week period, you know, and it had this resounding uh, uh, period in my life where I was just like, okay, like I need to do something. Right. I was at the time I was just in a funk, man. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was, you know, drinking like a 12 pack of beer at night. And I just, I wasn't happy. You know, I was, I remember sitting up one day from a bench press and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, what the, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. So I started going to the track with a friend and uh, I just started like running, you know, but, but I never ran any more than like a one mile in gym class, you know, like that <laughs> dreaded one mile where we're all like, Oh God, we got to run, you know, try to get that president's physical fitness award, which yeah. I never got because that damn be sit and reach would get me every time. That you know? did it to me too. Yeah, I was never flexible and I still am not flexible. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> that's beside the point. We'll move past that sticking point in my life. But um, yeah, I went out and I started running. And, uh, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, you know, the fat guy on the track running down the, running down the track. And I'm like, all right, I like this. Like after a couple of weeks, I was like losing weight. I was feeling good. You know, I, I quit my smoking. I clearly wasn't drinking as much. Like life was starting to feel good. Right. And uh, so naturally I'm like, all right, I want to sign up for something. Right. And, and I'm looking out there and, and I always remember these people that ran the marathon, you know, and I was thinking like, oh my God, he's, you know, I remember growing up and somebody would mention like, oh, you know, Matt ran a, uh, a 26 mile, you know, run. I'm like, that's crazy, you know? Um, and, uh, and I got, so, so all of a sudden I'm like, all right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna run, you know? And then I signed up for a marathon, like out of nowhere, never ran a 5k, never ran a 10k, never did a half. Like I just went right for the freaking marathon. So I, so I'm like Googling like marathons. Right. And I signed up for the God's country marathon, which is up in Cowdersport, Pennsylvania, like middle of nowhere, Potter County, beautiful area of Pennsylvania. But it was like 90 degrees that day. It was super hot. Um, it was like up and over this mountain like 20, it was like 16 miles of it was just like climbing. And uh, I realized that like after I got there, it was probably not the marathon I should have started with, you know? And uh, so I get to the starting line and I'm like, I swear, I'm like, I'm like, I could eat the guy next to me for breakfast, you know, cause I'm like, I'm still like 255 pounds or something. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> I ran the marathon that day. And what I learned was it was this turning point in my life where I realized like, I just did something that like, I didn't think was possible. Right. And it wasn't like, I didn't believe in myself, but it was like, did I really just complete a marathon? Right. So it's like, now what? You're like, what else can I do? You know? So I'm like, all right, what else can we do? And, um, signed up for a couple more marathons. And, and then, and then basically then my goal switched to, all right, so I ran my first marathon. Now I want to qualify for Boston. And that was about, uh, so I, at that point I started losing more and more weight. About three months later, I ran my next marathon, I ran the Philly marathon. Then I did another half marathon. Then I ran Pittsburgh in June of, or May of 2009. So it was about roughly, roughly about 11 months after my first marathon, uh, qualified for Boston and Pittsburgh. I weighed like 190 pounds. So I lost like 75 pounds, 80 pounds, whatever. So I was just like, I mean, I was on this high, man. I was like, this is awesome. Like, just what else can we do? You know? And I signed, then I got into the ultra running. Right. So I ran my first 50 miler about six weeks after Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, I fractured a metatarsal in my right foot. 
And I towed the starting line of a 50 mile race with a foot that was in excruciating pain, you know? So it probably wasn't the best thing, but you know, being stubborn, you know, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I crushed that 50 miler. And then afterward, like I was clearly banged up, right? I'm walking around in one of those boots, walking boots. And I'm like, all right, where are we going now? Like I can't run. I can't do anything right now. So I was reading a book about an open water swimmer. It's called Swimming to Antarctica. It's a phenomenal book about a lady who back in the 70s and 80s set all these records all over the world, English Channel, Catalina Rat, all this stuff. And it was very inspiring. And so I loved the, 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 the chapter on her English Channel swim. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going to go. I mean, I'm a swimmer, whatever. You know, I can run 26 miles. Surely I can swim 26 miles, you know. <laughs> Woo, that was a learning lesson, you know. So, so just like I went for the marathon, like I literally – like never did anything open water. And I just, I, I signed up for the, for the English channel. And I was very blessed because at the time I was, I was working with a girl who wanted to do something on her dad. And we came together and we started the fund at the children's hospital, of Pittsburgh to go toward the infant cardiothoracic ward. So it's helping families deal with the small costs, uh, prescription, food, lodging, things like that, gas. So it was just like helping families out. So that, that's what I was all about. Like I grew up that way. It was all about giving back, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the opportunity I had, right? God gave me this ability to push myself that I found that I didn't know I had at the age of 25, 26. And uh, I, st- I just took it on and went after it, right? So uh, my friend were like, oh, yeah, English Channel, you know? And uh, signed up for it. And then I realized like 22 miles uh, in a speedo cabin goggles in water that's only in like the high fifties, right? Oh. And I remember the first day I went out to Keystone State Park, right near where we grew up. Yeah, and I'm like sitting in the lake, and I'm like, it's like 58, and I'm like, screw this, I got, I got out, you know what I mean? And I'm like, holy crap! So in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, how am I going to train myself? How am I going to think outside the box, right? So I start taking like cold showers. Uh, all that stuff, man, just outside shoveling snow, my flip flops. I was the crazy guy down the street, you know, Yes. Um, but, but I had to do what I do. I'd go swim in the ice flow in the rivers. Like I was like, whatever I had to do to adjust. Right. And, uh, it worked out perfect, man. And, uh, July 19th, uh, yeah, over 10 years ago now, which is crazy. Swam the channel, England to France, 12 hours, four minutes, man. It was a long, long day in the water. And, uh, <laughs> but, but again, getting back and i'm like all right now what right i'm like just swam the english channel I'm like what else can we do you know and uh, i'm just riding this high you know and uh found the ocean seven which you had referenced and the ocean seven was basically seven different channels across the world and uh, at the time there were you know dozen people that were actively going at it and i was like all right let's do this right so i was at a rotary meeting I almost didn't go to crazy again timeline of life how life works mm-hmm. and Spoke at the Greensburg Rotary. I met my uh, um, sponsor at the time. So, so Kathy, my, my, my friend Kathy Cartieri, she had sponsored my English Channel Swim to help honor her father. And, um, and then we continued to raise money for the hospital. And my, my new sponsor I found was uh, Pete Doshnez, who owns Trustmont Financial Group out in Greensburg. And uh, he's like, you know, I, I love remission. This is amazing. Well, let's do it. You know, and I'm like, you kidding me right now? Oh my God. So he basically, his, his, he and his company, basically funded the remaining six of these seven, which was an absolute blessing because I mean, the English channel was $10,000, you know, so you could do the math. I mean, this was, so I'm like, Oh my God. So uh, I start mapping this out and um, uh, August of 2011 did Catalina channel off California, uh, 22 miles again. Uh, That was swimming at night. That was a little scary. We know what swimming in the water off California coast. So that was a big thing with mental. 
Yeah. Uh, the third swim was the Molokai Channel. That was from Molokai Island to Oahu. That was the longest, about 26 miles. Um, <clears throat> and that was like tiger sharks, man of wars. You know, it was, I got stung by three Portuguese man of wars. Thank God, no box jellyfish that day. Oh my um, God. But that was like, it was like, I call them like free tattoos because the, 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 the stings just left like scars on my body. It was crazy. So you, you got stung while you're swimming and you oh, swam well, like 10 oh, miles yeah, you, yeah, you keep, yeah, you keep going. I, I got stung like right off, right off Molokai, man. I look up and I'm like, just so beautiful. And then out of nowhere, it's like, Phew! and I just get this like man of war gets me all down my body. Oh, like, ah, I scream up in the water. I'm screaming like a little kid, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, so just, but I just keep going, you know? And then, like, we got near the end, and uh, you finish at Bra Sandy's Beach, which is known as Breakneck Beach. And uh, you get, you know, got this jet behind me, finally swim in, crash into, like, you know, six inches of water. It's one of the toughest shore breaks, you know, on Hawaii. And, and I get in there, and I swim up, and I finish. And we had, that day, we actually set the record by, like, 40 minutes. And it was awesome. I was so happy. Like, our team just did great, right? And uh, it's not about me. Like, I, I just swim. Like, the team effort is how you get this. And um, I always remember I get up there, and, and the one guy's like, oh, where'd you swim from? Uh, and I'm like, Molokai. He's like, Molokai. He's like, he's like, where are you from, bro? And I'm like, Pittsburgh. He's like, where's that at? You know, so, <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious, you know. So that was number three. And then number four was uh, Gibraltar, swimming from Spain to Morocco. That was super cool. Short swim. Did it with three other friends. Amazing day, dude. Swimming up and climbing out on African soil was just, yeah. Was By the so way, short swim for Darren is like 10 plus miles, just to put that in <laughs> it was, perspective. It was like nine, okay? It was like nine. <laughs> Give it a break. Okay. Um, the fifth swim was the toughest day of my life. Uh, that was the Suguru Channel swim. That was in uh, northern Japan. Why was that so tough? July 2012. Uh, dude, bad, rough conditions that morning. Jumped off the boat, swam in. You know, in our sport, you, you climb out of the water, and, and I got I slipped. I got nicked. You know, I got all jacked up, and uh, I was bleeding, like, really bad for my forearms and my legs. And I'm looking out over this foreboding ocean, and I'm just like, again, I'm like, I may not get another shot. Like, I'm going for it. Let's do it. So I just jump in, start swimming, swimming, swimming. I'm expecting, like, eight hours. The water's just beating me from every angle, man. It was, and if, if you see the videos from it, I have them out there. And, I mean, it's just like, I call it sandpaper chop. It's just like all day, two foot waves hitting you from every angle, you know? Oh. And uh, <clears throat> swim like eight hours in and I realized like I'm nowhere near the other side. Like I expected it to be an eight hour swim, nine hours, 10 hours. How far am I? Five miles. How far am I? Five miles. How far am I? Five miles. Like I was swimming in an eddy, not getting anywhere, trying to go this way. And Mother Nature is shoving me this way. Oh, man. So after it got started getting dark, started getting cold in the water. And after about 15 hours and 55 minutes, I got out the other side. Saw a shark swam right below me. I'm like, oh, this is it. Here we go. You know? <laughs> but oh my you know, still here, still here. Uh, that so, was, wait, that was just because you brought it up, how does somebody, how are you swimming and just so, I don't know if it's focused or fearless or whatever it is, but you see a shark where you know if it thinks you're a seal or whatever they think and it comes up, it's, it's not good news. Like, how do you that's, get that? But that's, that's the way I view it life, man. You, <clears throat> you get an opportunity to go out and do these things and you have this crazy out-of-body experience swimming in all these amazing places around the world, being out in nature. And it's just like, I knew why I was doing it. You know, uh, I do, do it to help the children at the hospital. I'm certainly not doing this stuff for myself. It's just, it's, it's humorous to me because it's like, why, why, would I, why would I go out and do this to myself? I don't get it, you know? But yeah. everybody's different. So I'm not going to knock anybody that <clears throat> does it for themselves. I really, you know, part of it's, of course, an intrinsic building. But um, 
you know, I, I visualize, you know, the kids at the hospital, you know, those families and now having two kids of my own, like I get it so much more now. You know, those mothers that would tell me stories of, you know, their kid just fighting for their life. And then I remember one distinctly, and I still get like tears in my eyes, the mother talking about their child being wheeled away in a body bag. And I'm just like, you oh. know what? Like, right now I'm getting like, I'm getting like goosebumps right now. Cause I'm like, yeah, th- this is not, this is not hard. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like I'm okay. You know, like, I like, I don't care. Like, uh, and, and I go through a lot of pain moments without a doubt doing these things. But at the end of the day, like, it, this is not my hardest day, you know, and, and these, these, these families and what they've gone through, you know, is just, is like nothing compared to what I'm going through. Right. So I always visualize my third boat. People always say, you know, what do you think about out there? And it's, I have this mantra and it's, it's basically just, you know, every breath a gift, right. That's my business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the boat that's next to me. So I have my escort boat, I have my kayak, and then I got the boat that nobody sees. Right. And that's my grandparents. That's my friend summer. That's my buddy, Jimmy. That's my cousin, Kara. Uh, it's my grandparents, it's my uncle. And, and you know what, dude, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like start crying right now, but I just like that, that intensity, that strength that I look over. And when I'm at my lowest point and I look over and I'm just beaten alive and they just tell me to keep going, like, dude, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Right. I, I'm going to push, push, push. Right. And that's the most in, intense strength that I have in my life is having that. And, um, like my grandma was my hero in life. Like my grandparents grew up along the railroad tracks, blue collar community. You know, my grandfather had a sixth grade education, you know, they didn't, they didn't have anything. Right. But what they had is love, love for themselves, love for God, love for their kids. Right. And, um, I love that. And I just like, to me, that's my definition of success. Success to me has nothing to do. And I talk about this, nothing to do about what's in your pocketbook, man. There's, there's thousands of billionaires out there. If you think by making billions is going to make you special in life, you got a whole lot of people in that boat. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, yeah, get out there, afford your family, do, do the right things for your kids. Like I get it. You want to live, but, but, but what makes you different, right? What makes you, you're always thinking, what makes me different than everybody else out there, okay? And I knew that by getting out and inspiring people, right, to say, hey, here's where I went from in my life to where I am um, from, a, from, 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 from a success point of view. Like to me, it's like, how can I help as many people as possible? And through inspiration, God gave me the ability to get out and do these things. And I'm going to get out and do it, you know? And that's what I was taught growing up. It's like, give back how you can. Like my, my grandmother passed away while making pierogies at her local church. You know, she had a stroke at church while, you know, and, and, and her making pierogies at church and me swimming in English channel, guess what? They're the same thing, right? And that's what people don't get in life. Like you don't have to go out and do all these crazy things to make a difference, right? It's simple. You can make a difference by doing little things. You don't have to get extreme like, like what you and I do, right? Um, but we all have a different gift, right? Find that gift and, and, and just go for it, right? I, I get super passionate about that because when people are like, oh, I can never do that. I can never do that. I'm like, oh, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> there is no reason you can't do that, okay? It is right here, and it's the person you see in the mirror every morning is the one that is stopping you from getting out and doing these things, right? And yep. it may be challenging, like, oh, I don't know how to get started. Well, guess what? You get started by going out and taking that first step. That's all it is. I didn't have anybody to guide me. I didn't know how to run a marathon. I just just run out and start freaking running like oh that's really not much more difficult than that right how do you swim the english channel you take a stroke okay and then you take another stroke and then you take twenty-seven thousand more and then you're in france you know like this isn't rocket science people you know oh i, I can't lose weight how i lose weight well you know okay i don't want to get on that path but anyway <laughs> it's you know it's like we know what's good for us and and and, and, and that's and that's really as simple as it is right yeah 
Okay. Oh, I love uh, that. I'm so off on my little exciting fired up tangent there. No, but this is so good. What do you say to somebody that says, Hey Darren, I, I don't know what my gift is. How do I find my gift? Your gift is your gift is what you find that you enjoy in life. So everybody enjoys something, right? Let's say you're great at playing the trumpet. Okay. Well, if you're great at playing the trumpet, guess what? There could be somebody out there that can't afford lessons, right? They can't afford something or, 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 you know, a kid, like go, go to your local school, right? Like find people that you can help doing that. Um, if you'd like to coach, you like to coach a sport, you know, get out there and volunteer, coach a sport. I mean, I coached for years. I, I never wanted to take a dime because it was about giving back, you know? Um, um, you know, if you like to kayak, go out and join a kayak group. You like the you like the knit, man. Be the best knitter out there, right? But like use your, use your, what you knit to like sell and, and raise money for something that you care about, you know? Like, I just, we all have a gift, right? It's just like, it's, it, it's, but you got, it starts with what you enjoy, what you love to do. Like me, it was always about exercise. That's what I love, right? So then I took it to the whole nother level, but I'm fine with that, you know? Because through that, I've traveled the world. I've met amazing people for the last decade, 12 years of my life. I I have, I have, what these eyes have seen is like, I could die tomorrow and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good, bro. You know, uh, like, and that's, and that's the goal I find, right. Is, is that, you know, it's like, you have to understand death before you understand life. And that's all about life appreciation. It's all about understanding that like at any moment that can be taken from us at any moment, you know? And, and to me, like, I've never been in that point where I've ever felt that, but for the people that I've talked to, right. For example, your beautiful wife, my friends that have gone through cancer, my friends that have done this, like, it's like that moment where you're like, you realize life is short. Okay. And I've gone through a few moments like that in my life where, where a lot of things could have been taken from me. Right. But it's very simple in that you see that and you say, you know what, I'm going to go out and give today my best, you know? And if I can't give today my best because it's a tough day, then try to go out and make tomorrow your best, you know? And if tomorrow you wake up and you're dealing with your kids or the world's really hard, then try your next day to make, you know, like the goal is to make, to, to, do, to go out and try to build yourself to that next level, right? But it, it starts with appreciating what you have. And that's what I find in society is that we don't appreciate that, you know? We take a lot of things for granted and, and especially health, right? And um, to me, like I go out and I do all these things because <clears throat> I love being in nature. I love meeting people. But most importantly, I love inspiring people to say, hey, look, I know what it's like going through that dark moment. I know what that's like. I, I've been there, you know? And at times I'm still there. But guess what? I'm pushing through that and so can you, right? And, that, and that's, dude, that, that's what it's all about. And, and, and you know, that, that's the journey that I'm on in life, man. And it's like every day. So. This is so good. Oh, man, this guy just <laughs> he rocks the stage the same way. I mean, it's insane. So what's the what was the biggest takeaway? And then we'll transition to Yeah, yeah. So after I did Suguru, and then I did Cook Strait, New Zealand, that was the sixth swim, seventh swim was uh, Northern Ireland, that was the coldest 53 degree water. That was just, that was a brutal day, man. But that's been the favorite place I've ever been to It's Northern Ireland, man. I loved it up there, right? So long story short, finish the ocean seven. Uh, August 29, 2013, um, the first, you know, just blessed to be the first person to be able to, to do all these on one try. Cause you don't get that lucky. My mother nature can be really ugly, you know, and I just got a total blessing to be able to do them all first try. And, uh, after I got done with that, it was like, all right, now what? And then I got back into running, you know, um, uh, you know, started a family, kids, you know, and, uh, now I'm out here, right. In Southern California, finding myself now. 
But, um, you know, to me, it was about, it's about getting on stage, inspiring people. But again, it doesn't have to be on stage, you know, like to me, I can do it at work. You know, I could do it uh, in the bank. I could do it on stage. I can do it just out on the trails, man. You just find somebody and brighten their day. And, and, and you're wonderful at that, man. And you live that mantra. And, and it's the same thing for me. It's just like every day makes somebody smile. I, oh, dude, I, I, I love this. Sorry to get this right. Yeah, so there was a guy that used to come into the bank every day and where I used to work at back in Pittsburgh. And, and, and this guy would come in and he was 96 years old, 96. Wow. He would walk into work, but walk into the bank every day and like write a check or whatever. I don't, I don't think he did anything more than like, yeah, hey, I'll take out five bucks. Like he just wanted to talk to people. Yeah. But he would come in, he would come in every day. And I know you like dancing. He would come in, he'd be like, you know, he'd, do like he'd do like this little like jig, this little shuffle. And I'm like, Mr. Woodward, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, and I go, what? He goes, I made you smile. You know, like oh. he, goes, that's, he goes, that's my goal. He goes, that's my goal every day in life is to make somebody smile, you know, and God bless him. I, I, I don't, I mean, this was like a decade ago, so I'm, I'm pretty sure Mr. Woodward has passed on. God bless him. But like that guy, like every day, man, he would come in the bank, he'd do just like a little shuffle, you know, and he would, I'm like, ah, ha, ha, Mr. Woodward, you know, but like he would make, he would make everybody smile, you know, and it's like, okay, success. That is success in life. Like he, he could make people smile every day. Like, I love that. You know, it's as simple as that. Right. So I don't know. I love that. And then my other one I really love is, so I was doing this uh, 24 hour run around uh, Edgewater park up in Cleveland. And this was like 2014. And there's this guy there and his name was Leo Leitner. And I met him at the Mohican 50 miler back in 09. And I saw him again, five years later, 2014. And he He's shuffling along the trail. And I go up to him, I'm like, Leo, I'm like, I get out. And I, I talk to a lot of people. And so what I love to do, and I said, you know, a lot of people that are older, right? And I'm going to say old, older, you know, oh, I can never do that. I'm this and that. I'm too old, you know. He's 86 and he's doing a 24 hour run, right? Oh my I'm God. pretty sure he started running at like 65. You know? Oh my God, this is great. So he, I come up next. I'm like, dude, give me some advice. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, like, I get out and I give me some advice to talk to these people. He goes, he goes, you, you, um, you live and you die and you better have some fun in between. That was number oh. one. And then he goes, tell all those 70, uh, 60 and 70 year olds to get, there's all those young people to get off up their butt, you know? And I was like, I was like laughing and it's like raining. It's like three in the morning. We're like laughing, shuffling next to one another. We're like struggling. And he says like that. And I'm like, that's the greatest thing ever. You know, <laughs> so like you're born and you die and you better have some fun in between. I love that quote because it's so true, right? Like we're born and we know when that was, we don't know when this day is, so we better have some fun in between. And you know what? If you're wasting every day doing something, you're not happy. That's on you, all right? It's not on anybody else. You control what you can in life. And, uh, you know, if everybody else wants to make your day hell, that's fine. But that's not what you're controlling, right? Keep your eyes focused on the sun. Don't worry about the shadows because that's, that's life, man. You're, we're all going to go through challenging times. That's true. I love how simple, like simple is so powerful to me. And I think that's so cool. So what the heck is next for Darren Miller? I know you probably got 10 things in your mind that you're probably. Yeah, we got, so, so I'm like totally revamping the website right now. Super excited about it. Continuing to work on my book, continuing to work on a lot of, you know, seminar strategies, things like that. Um, but I got, I got a great new charity we're going to be supporting. Um, I got a hundred mile run out here that I have, have just found that's going all through Pacific Crest Trail, all the elevation. It's going to be absolutely brutal. It's going to be going over two main peaks, working with the Bureau of Land Management and the Forest Service right now to finalize the permitting. But it's going to be like, I think it's going to come out to about 109 miles and it's going to be a really difficult ultra marathon, but super beautiful. 
uh, up and over two peaks. I mean, I, I can't say enough about it, man. So we're going to call it the Saints 100. Um, San Gorgonio, San Jacinto. San stands for saint in Spanish. So instead of calling it the Sands, I call it the Saints. I just think that's perfect. Yeah. So that's that's so that's my new race I'm going to direct outside of my – I have to rep my Three Rivers Marathon swim I do every year. Um, so those both of those are going to be fundraisers back in Pittsburgh for the hospital still here for my new charity. And, uh, and then I got – yeah, I got a super, super surprise I'm excited about. I'm going to leash that we're going to start training for next year. Um, haven't released it yet. Stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram, you know, Facebook. Keep tuned. Super excited about it, but it's going to be, it's going to be a hell of an effort and um, I can't wait, man. So that, that's what's next, man. But, but you know what, what's next is today. What's next is tomorrow. And what's next is being the best dad I can be to my two kids uh, who I wake up every day and there's nothing better than having two kids just laying on you. You know, when you wake up in the morning, man, that's, that's the most beautiful gift you can have. So be, be the strongest man I could be for them. And that's what it's all about, bro. Oh, it's so good. And I'm so excited for the future. And Darren, he may make me run with him for a little while. We don't know yet. <laughs> Talk about that. But uh, I'm here for you. And just, I was perfect that you mentioned it. Where can people, wh- what's the website? How do they follow you on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, we're, we're redoing doing the website, but the current one is it's just Darren-Miller.com. Darren E. Miller on Instagram. Um, you know, Darren Miller on Facebook, whatever. Uh, but it's, but it's, you know, we're, we're super excited about what's next and uh, we're going to, we're going to release that to the world coming up pretty soon, but just trying to capture all that energy and spirit that we had back in the ocean seven days. And, and now just could do, you know, again, man, continue to motivate and inspire people to be their best. And with my motto, every breath, a gift, again, it's just every day we wake up with a breath in our lungs is a beautiful day. And the second we start to realize that that's when you can turn that corner and move to that next point in your life to find the success that you want. I love it. It's so good. And also, Darren's on his website. You have to see it. He has probably the best promo video that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I tried to replicate it slightly and I couldn't do it, but it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I remember texting you about that because I needed some help with that. It was so good. All right. Let's hit you with the final five. Rapid fire five questions. See if you can answer in a sentence if you can. Sure. Let's get right into it. How do you want to be remembered? Remember, to me, is all about legacy, man. It's to say that you had someone that understood what what life is all about, you know. And, and life is all about giving back. And when you when you center your life around helping others, you will find that that the things, you know, material goods, money, all that that means nothing. And when you find that you give back to others, that is the best reward you can ever have. That's so good. And I have to say from personal experience, Darren lives by that. I've seen it being a friend of his. So this is not just talk. The man lives up to everything he's saying, which I think is that's the best. Uh, What are you most thankful for? I'm most thankful to be alive each and every day, but I'm most thankful for my kids, you know, to have the absolute blessing of of being a father is absolutely the newest thing in my life. So um, for the last couple of years, and, and again, I just think daily, how can I, how can I, how can I make myself stronger in order to make them stronger? And that's, that's my focus in life. My life now is no longer about me. It's about being the best father I can be to raise these kids to be as strong as possible in a very tough world, uh, this world today. And especially after you become a father, you learn, you learn a lot, right? And uh, I want to make these kids as strong as I possibly can. And, and I know I got the tools to do it. So uh, now it's just a matter of the challenge of being a dad every day because you just never know what's going to happen, right? But, but, but you live that example every day and you do your best so, so I can be the hero right? That my grandma was to me that, that I can be for them. 
Oh, that's a beautiful thing. And I'm assuming one, if not both of your kids will be running a marathon at five years old. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure. Uh, all right. You kind of gave us a little uh, tidbit of this with Mr. Woodward, but what is Darren Miller's best dance move? <laughs> I am not nearly as good of a dancer as you are, I will say. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I tell you what, man, I honestly, so, so, so again, I'll just simply say, I, I can't say I have a dance move, but for me it's about, like, be the life of the party, right? Be that person that when you go to a wedding where you don't know anybody, I want you out on the dance floor. So whenever they look back at their wedding video five years later, they're like, who the heck's that guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's, that's the goal, right? Be the life of the party. And it's not like, oh, look at me. I'm, you know, it's like, dude, just get out there and again, man, make, pe make people smile. That's what it's all about. Oh, so good. I love it. What's the biggest obstacle you've overcome? Uh, the biggest challenge to me was definitely, you know, that day out in, Subaru, right? The big challenge, right? I'll just use that as an example because to me, it's just, it's, it's, it's pushing through those barriers, right? It's your body's telling you to stop over and over and over and over. And how you get through those really difficult points in your life is having that third boat next to you, right? Or having those people on the trail in front of you or having those people in the car next to you as you're cycling, right? You always have to have that visualization to A, see yourself as successful, number one, but number two, it's remembering those people that got you to that point and seeing them and being thankful that you have the opportunity every day to go and do what you love. I love that idea of the third boat. I, I, that's the first time I've heard you say that, I think. That's so good. Oh, it's so good. All right, last one. Who is your hero? Yeah, my heroes, again, I alluded to it, my grandma. Um, my grandparents had that message growing up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my parents, beautiful people. Uh, it's just, you know, my, I feel like, best way to describe this. But yeah, no, to me, it was, it was to say, you know, what, it, again, what is success in life? Success is not about money. If you, if you push to only focus on money in life, you are missing the point of life as far as I'm concerned. You can do a lot of great things with money. You can help people. You can help your family. And I'm not saying don't make money, but at the end of the day, um, again, like what, what the example of what my grandma, and I saw that as my life, I put it on a pillar, man. I put it on a, this mountain. Okay. And I got a tattoo on my side and it's, it says forever. And it's a song by the Dropkick Murphys that always reminded me of my grandmother, right? And I got her date, her initials, her date of death. And I find that legacy, what you talked about, well, how do you want to be remembered? There is not a day that goes by that I don't think about my grandma, okay? And she died February 26, 1998. Wow. So we're talking 20, almost, you know, coming up on 22 years, okay? Um, or, oh, I'm sorry, over 22 years. Um, that's legacy. That's, that's, that means you did something right in life that you are remembered every day, right? Because we have this finite period of time that we're here. And, and, and then when that time is up, we can't make that difference anymore, right? You, you only got one shot, you know? And in this world, and to me, it's just to say, again, it doesn't matter if you're swimming the ocean seven or you're making, you know, pierogies at your church. It, it does not matter, right? It, it's a matter of helping others is the concept, right? It doesn't matter what you do. Just know that life is not about you. It's about helping other people. And that's the gift that you have. This man is an inspirational dynamo. Darren, thanks for hanging out for a little while. I, I'm always rooting for you, even 3,000 miles away. This has been so much fun. Thanks for your time, my friend. Love it. See you soon. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, 
I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker. At Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much. Oh, 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 oh,